You are listening. You are listening. You are listening to the Fly Fishing ninety seven podcast. Uh, I think it was uh, back in, gosh, I don't know how long ago it was, but, uh, when Andy first reached out. And, you know, that conversation kind of started uh, around, like, you know, do we have any kind of a, a product uh, that we're going to be releasing for the summer? And, uh, you know, I think in short order, we kind of started to realize, you know, this is a great opportunity to give back to something that's important to us and really the timing was perfect because um that was kind of in the in the early uh stages of having the conversations with uh with trout unlimited and and talking about the home rivers initiative partnership um and so you know when we kind of did the virtual handshake on the 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 co-branded beer it just made a ton of sense to uh have a component of this release that was going to give back to something that's uh, obviously very important to us. And, and again, I think what I would say about, um, you know, this Home Rivers initiative is uh, we're really trying to, you know, the, you could look ar- across the country, really all around the world and, and find any number of conservation initiatives to take part in. Um, you know, for us, I think our hope is that we can kind of lead by example by uh, doing what we can to take care of what's in our backyard. I mean, for us, it's, it's the easiest, uh, you know, because of the proximity of the river, of, of the river, we're able to really be hands-on and, uh, like I say, take care of what's in our backyard. And we kind of look at it like, you know, if more fishing communities uh, around the country uh, can kind of do the same thing, then conservation as a whole uh, uh, win. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I think that the, uh, the partnership with Pin Barrel, uh, and TU really just, uh, you know, timing's everything and it was really, uh, uh, perfect timing. Welcome to the Fly Fishing 97 podcast, featuring interviews with passionate people within the fly fishing industry. We focus on guides, conservation, resort managers, gear, and talented fly tires bringing usable information to fly fishers. The Fly Fishing 97 podcast is brought to you by The Fly Crate. Theflycrate.com is your source for all things fly fishing. The Fly Crate offers a monthly fly club. We select patterns every month for your home waters. With membership, you'll receive flies created to match the hatch in your area, along with the Fly Crate's guide magazine, the convenience of having flies delivered right to your door, some sweet stickers. Discover new patterns and start stocking your fly boxes now. Theflycrate.com Here's your host, Mark Hopley. Welcome to this edition of the Fly Fishing 97 podcast. Really happy you chose to join us this time around. And we've got something extra special for you today. We've got John Fraser. John is a senior PR content digital marketing with Sims out of Bozeman, Montana. We've got Andy Goggins on the line. Andy is with Ten Barrel along with Dave Richmond, his national sales manager. Hey guys, thanks for coming on the show today. Andy, why don't you introduce yourself and, and tell us what you do with Ten Barrel? Yeah, for sure. Andy Goggins, I'm the marketing director here. Uh, been at Ten Barrel for about five and a half years, and uh, born and raised in Montana, and um, worked with uh, the former marketing director up at Sims uh, back in the, the ski industry years ago, and 
So that's kind of where this thing started, but grew up fishing and uh, had some random summer jobs uh, up there involved with fishing uh, back in the day. And so, yeah, that's kind of it in a nutshell. And what about yourself, Dave Richmond? uh, Can you uh, intro yourself for for our listeners? Yeah, Dave Richmond here. I've been our national sales manager for about the last two years now. I've been with Timberell Brewing for about nine years. Uh, Started out as one of our original two sales reps nine years ago and uh, carried a lot of different titles uh, over the years. And uh, I'm not sure what will be next, but been in Bend about 12 years now. Uh, moved over here because I was coming over to hang out and go fly fishing here so much. Uh, living in Southern Oregon is where I grew up uh, fishing there and started to come over to Bend every other weekend. It seemed like driving over here to come fishing and finally decided it was time to quit my job and move to Bend. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, what we got going on here is a collaborative effort. So we're going to talk, uh, today we're going to talk about beer. We're going to talk about conservation. We're going to talk about what uh, the guys at Sims, along with 10 Barrel, are up to. John John Fraser from Sims. John, what's your role with, with Sims exactly? Uh, yeah, so um, my role at Sims, I'm the uh, manager of PR, content, and digital marketing. Um, you know, I've been with Sims since 2014. Um, I, uh, previously to coming to Sims, I was in the publishing industry, uh, in Florida. Um, so yeah, in 2014, uh, made the long drive from Florida to Bozeman and, uh, have been here ever since. Good stuff. So, so let's, let's, let's kick this off and tell, tell everybody what you guys are up to. So we got a collaborative effort with 10 Barrel Brewing and Sims Fishing. Now they've got a limited summer release called real good it's a summer ale that supports conservation benefiting trout unlimited and their home rivers initiative um why don't we start with you john on this one talk about the uh trout unlimited home rivers initiative so if we reach out for real good beer at our favorite store where's that money going yeah so um Really, the the Home Rivers uh, initiative uh, with Sims and TU kind of started actually a while back, and kind of the discussion was, you know, we really want to invest uh, heavily in in a conservation initiative. And I think for all of us during 2020, we really, you know, I think everybody uh, really realized the value of you know, the waters that are available to them uh, right in their own backyard. So for us, it made sense for our largest uh, contribution to conservation to start in our own backyard here. And uh, for those of the, for those of you that don't know, the Gallatin River, uh, gosh, you could practically throw a baseball uh, to the river from our uh, headquarters here uh, in Bozeman. And so basically this initiative, it's a... Uh, it's a three-year partnership uh, with a $250,000 financial commitment from Sims. Um, you know, I think it's important to, to, to point out that the financial side of this partnership, it's, it's really only one component. Um, the Gallatin is very near and dear to all of us here at Sims. Um, so there's already been uh, quite, a, quite a lot of uh, hands-on uh, activation in terms of uh, protecting and preserving uh, this river that we all uh, really love so much, and this river that means so much to our community. 
I think it's I think it's super cool, super awesome. You guys are doing that, John. I mean, it speaks to to your company. I mean, obviously, Sims. Everybody knows Sims, uh, preeminent manufacturer of waders, outerwear, and technical fishing apparel on the planet, based out of Bozeman, Montana. And and so, Andy and Dave, I want to bring you guys in. Tell us when when John and when Sims came to you guys, and you guys kind of got together, or I assume over something cold to drink. Um, Andy, why don't we start with you? How did that conversation go, and 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 how did you kind of craft this beer to kind of align with uh, your goals? Yeah, it's um, something that we at Tenborough have been doing for quite a few years now. We have some other brands that we work with nonprofit partners where we donate a percentage of proceeds back uh, our winter seasonal. We've been working with Protect Our Winters for a handful of years, and released uh, Nature Falls uh, Mountain IPA last year uh, with a percentage of proceeds going to the Conservation Alliance. And so, um, this conversation started just a couple of years ago with my my friend Rich. He's the Rich Hani used to work at uh, Sims Fishing and chatting about how we could uh, work with Sims on uh, a similar effort. Um, but just really wanted to work with a, a cool brand such as Sims and, and tie in with uh, uh, one of our beers. And um, the opportunity popped up this year with our summer seasonal and thought it was uh, the perfect time to put something together where we could create a really good, awesome, uh, easy drinking summer ale and uh, collaborate on a on a uh, similar proceeds um, benefit with that beer. So. It all kind of came together, but had been kind of a, a couple years in the making over a couple conversations. And yeah, just seeing what we could do that would be fun with both brands and go to a good cause. Yeah, good stuff. And you guys are not that far, just about casting distance, really. I always think of that whole Pacific Northwest kind of Oregon, you know, through Montana. You guys are fishing, I'm sure, a lot of the same waters, and it's pretty cool to see this conservation effort. Um, Dave Dave Richmond, National Sales uh, Manager for 10 Barrel, what, where can we look for this uh, for this real good ale? Um, first of all, I just do want to say, you know, like I said, when we started, I've been with Ten Barrel Brewing for about nine years and uh, an absolutely huge fan of Sims. There's never been a day I don't think I've walked uh, in the door to work without one thing from Ten Barrel Brewing on and one thing from Sims on my body. So uh, probably the proudest moment I've had as an employee when Andy told me uh, that we we're going to be working with Sims on this project. So. Uh, as far as availability, uh, throughout the Northwest, uh, Oregon, Idaho, Washington, Colorado, Montana, uh, a little bit of California, and even starting to trickle a little bit uh, into, down into Arizona and Hawaii as well. Yeah, good stuff. That sounds like a, a pretty wide distribution. Uh, I was really grateful, guys, too, just when Hannah and Matthew reached out from Verde Brand Communications and said, hey, these guys have something cool going on. Um Fly fishing is a passion, obviously, of all of ours. Otherwise, we wouldn't be even on this call. But it brings so much. And for me, the thing I love about it is I think as a group, maybe, John, you can talk to this a little bit. Um, As a group, fly fishers tend to, I think we, for the most part, care about our environment, care about the waters we're fishing, the fish we're fishing for. Has that been your experience since you've been with Sims and, and all your interactions with, you know, your customers over the years? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's uh, that's one of the things that 
has really been uh, that, that really attracted me to the brand uh, from the very beginning. Um, and, you know, now that I've been a part of the brand for so many years, it's really cool kind of uh, seeing just how important, you know, the future of fishing is to our brand. And, and also, I, I really think that Sims has a very unique uh, lens that we view fishing through, you know, to us, it's, uh, it, it really and truly is a lifestyle. It's, uh, you know, I think there's a perception out there that, that fishing is this, uh, you know, you just cast a line out into the abyss uh, and, and wait for a pull. But, you know, for us, uh, we, we really feel like, uh, you know, every day you're on the water, you know, fishing provides a lot more than just the fish that come to hand. And, uh, and again, it's just a way of life that, um, you know, provides just kind of overall emotional well-being um you know and so we really feel like the more uh men and women that can get out there and and experience fishing the way that we view it um you know i think that uh it, we're just going to have more and more people that care about these fragile resources and are willing to put in the work to protect them yeah that's really well said so listen, guys, I'm going to take it to the water. I'm going to get off the uh, beaten path for a minute. I've never done this with three people, so bear with me. Um, let's talk tunes. Okay, starting with you, John. You're on your way to your favorite stretch of river. What are you listening to in the truck? Ooh, man. Um, that's tough. I think, uh, you know, for me, uh, the odds are good that it's going to be somewhere in the, along the lines of, uh, Pink Floyd, uh, Led Zeppelin, Jimi Hendrix, you know, kind of the, the classics, uh, maybe a little Sabbath in there. Uh, those are kind of my current go-tos anyway. I like it. And of course, a, a little, uh, you know, 10 barrel in the Yeti, I assume. <laughs> yeah. As of, uh, as of May, uh, I'm proud to say that, uh, my beverage of choice, uh, has, has definitely been, uh, tin barrel, uh, like Andy mentioned earlier, uh, it really is, uh, a very easy drinking beer, uh, which is, which is a good thing. And maybe sometimes a little, uh, a little too good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's well said too. We're going to head out to Bend, Oregon. Andy, come on, man. When you're driving on your way to the water, what's playing on the stereo? Uh, more times than not, it's uh Pearl jam. Uh, yeah, it's kind of the, my my been my go to uh, since uh, growing up in in Montana and and uh, having some some ties to that that band in Montana. So it's been kind of the go to. So yeah, that's uh, that's been kind of the, the standard playlist for sure. You got lots of company on that one, Dave. What about you? What are you playing in the stereo? Yeah, I think for me this is a pretty easy one. I'm a Grateful Dead guy. So I uh, nice. always have the dead playing when I'm heading to the river. Uh, I do a, I do a lot of long camping fishing trips. Uh, a buddy of mine that's it, that I do a lot of the trips with, you know, we make sure we load as many uh, live dead shows onto the uh, Spotify as we can and, and hang out for the week listening to the dead uh, on the way to the river, hanging out at the river. Sometimes, well, sometimes even while on the river fishing, I'll throw in the Bluetooth speaker in the backpack and, We'll have some Grateful Dead tunes while we're tossing dry flies. <laughs> I love it. This is an eclectic mix. It's 
Butte. Um, let's talk patterns. John, John Fraser from Sims, one go-to fly pattern you cannot live without. So if you're on your favorite stretch, what are you reaching for? Um, I think, uh, that's an easy answer for me. Uh, it's, I, I don't even know if I know the name. I think it's called a, a magic minnow and it's basically in, in black. That's black and purple. That's my go-to. It's a little cone head uh real buggy kind of purple sparkly body with uh with a black bunny tail um that's just kind of been my go-to uh since i've lived out here hmm. um so yeah that's an easy one for me i black and purple i don't know what it is john but that's my go black blue and purple any combination just about any pattern that i tie i i, I usually put some black or purple in there and i'm telling you it's uh it's my go-to for sure yeah, that was uh, back when I lived in Florida. You know, tarpon fishing and snook fishing, black and purple was kind of, kind of my my thing there, and it's uh, it's moved with me out here uh, to Montana. <laughs> hmm, good stuff, Andy. What about you? What's your go-to? What are you reaching for more often than not? I just uh, copy uh, whoever's taking me out fishing and uh, <laughs> put what, put on what uh, what they're what they're telling me to. Uh, I, I love to fish and um, I haven't got into the weeds as far as uh, tying flies. And I actually uh, spent a summer working on the ranch at Rock Creek uh, outside of Missoula and, and Blue Ribbon Trout Stream. And um, yeah, had amazing fishing right out my front door and, and uh, had some amazing guides out there that said, hey, try this and was uh, reeling in fish left and right. So I usually just follow the, the experts leads on that. But Dave probably has his favorite here that works uh, on the shoots and his favorite rivers in Bend. That would be a, probably a better recommendation for folks uh, in Oregon. Yeah. You know, I, I think I'm always fishing two rods wherever I'm at. I've got one set up with dry fly, one with a streamer or a nymph set up. What's funny is, you know, I'll, I'll pose this question a little bit or answer this question a little bit differently uh, if I had to have one fly, and I always kind of tell people like this, uh, more of uh, more of a sur- survival kind of uh, fly. You know, I always say if I was trapped in the woods and stranded on an island or, or in the woods, and I had to have one fly to survive with, uh, even though it's a fly I rarely fish, uh, it would be a parachute atom. So it, it seems yeah. like you know the parachute atoms, you know, just kind of imitates. Uh, you know, nothing in particular, cause, you know, could be for a, a, a gray drake, you know, mayfly in different sizes. But uh, any, more than anything, it just looks like food. So I've always kind of posed it as that way. If I if I had one fly I had to survive with, it would be a parachute out of Yeah, I hear you on that. And in various sizes, it could be a small coronamid in in some sizes. Like you say, some of those bigger mayfly patterns. Yeah, good calls, guys. Hey, let's talk favorite places to talk fly fishing so when you're not in your waders in your sims waders of course what where do you get your fix um john start with you where does your fix come from fishing off the water um you mean in in terms of uh like uh talking to people in person or uh yeah what i mean by that is so is there a fly shop is there a water and hole is there somewhere you go to get your fix or maybe it's social media i don't know just wherever you like to kind of fill yeah. your boots. well 
I think that I'm pretty spoiled in that sense uh, because basically every day I walk into work, uh, I can get my fix. <laughs> uh, you know, pretty much the, no matter whose office I walk into, whose cube, uh, you know, going down on the production floor. I mean, I think, you know, by nature, um, you know, all virtually all of us here at Sims Fish and we, uh, we talk fishing all the time and, uh, you know, again, that's one of the, the, the great aspects of working here is that you're, you know, you're surrounded by the subject matter, but you're also surrounded by men and women who, uh, you know, are, are doing it uh, and is just as passionate as, as I am. Um, you know, it's uh, so, yeah, I would say literally every every day I come into work, it's really kind of funny because especially this time of year, uh, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday super, super busy, super, super busy. But by the time Thursday rolls around, um, you know, it's kind of like so-and-so's gone. Like you can just kind of feel the fact that everybody's kind of getting geared up uh, to spend their whole weekend on the water. So I, I would say uh, right here at Sims is really where I get my fishing fix. Well, that, that makes a lot of sense. I know I get my fix when I get to talk to you guys. So, uh, you know, I look forward to doing these calls like big time when I'm not fishing. Um, Andy, what about you? Where do you get your fix? I, maybe it's, maybe it's at the pub uh, 10 or 10 barrel. Where, where do you get your fix of, uh, fishing when you're not, uh, in your waders? Yeah, just here in the office at, uh, 10 barrel, uh, between Dave sitting right behind me and our founders, uh, Chris and Jeremy Cox, those guys are always taking trips all over the place from, uh, Belize. So I think they've got something planned for, for Russia this year. Those guys are going all over the place and showing photos of some amazing uh, fish that they're catching. Uh, so it's it's pretty cool. Just we've got an open office uh, here at our headquarters at the brewery in Bend. So a lot of times on Monday, folks would be coming back from from the weekend with their fishing tails and just kind of yeah, just chatting around the office. I, I think we get that vibe whether it's it's fishing and uh, the spring and, and fall with the, the steelhead runs similar to uh, when we're all skiing pile in the wintertime fishing kind of just blends into that seasonal conversation of what we're doing outside here in the office yeah yeah for sure uh, Dave what about yourself similar story to Andy I assume yeah you you nailed it I would totally agree with Andy you know we obviously work at a brewery but you know, a, a huge amount of fly fishermen from the brewers to people in the office to our pub workers next door. Uh, so, yeah, we, we talk about beer a lot, but Andy nailed it. Uh, you know, we come back from the weekend of wherever we were camping and fishing, and we all want to tell our stories of, of how the river was fishing and, and, or the lake and, and what we were using and showing each other pictures and all that. So, uh, yeah, a lot of amazing uh, fishermen here at the brewery. I think you walk out into our parking lot, you'll see a lot of rigs with rod holders on the top of them. And, you know, we even did our, our annual salmon fly float uh, about a month ago. So we get, you know, everybody that's got a drift boat in the brewery, we gather up and do a float on the river during the salmon fly hatch. And it's always a great time. And luckily enough, we were able to have real good in the boat this year. So it's pretty rad. <laughs> perfect all right let's talk sports guys go to sports team pro college otherwise where to you get your fix when it comes to the world of sports john oh man um kind of 
posing that question to the wrong guy. <laughs> I, uh, I, I haven't, uh, followed, uh, any team in a number of years. I think for me, um, you know, I do, I personally, I get a kick out of people that are all, you know, jacked up on sports and, you know, just going to a, a, a pub or a, a sports bar and, watching them get all stressed out over a game that they have no control over. Um, <laughs> I, I, I do get a kick out of that. I, I will say, I, I think like, you know, these, these bigger world events like the Olympics or the world cup, um, I can get sucked into that kind of thing pretty, pretty fast. Okay. Uh, Andy, what about yourself? Who do you cheer for? Uh, growing up in Montana, I kind of grew up, uh, inheriting uh, a love for Pacific Northwest sports, so I've always been a Seahawks fan. And once the uh, the Sonics moved to Oklahoma City, uh, I kind of became a, a Blazers uh, fan by default, and that's I, I think uh, ticked up a couple notches since moving out to Oregon and living here in Bend. Uh, a lot of us uh, are, are avid Blazer fans, and, and Dave here being one of the biggest in our office, it was kind of a a roller coaster of a season and, and watching Damian Lillard and he's one of the most, I mean, some of the performances he was putting up this playoff season was some of the most I've ever seen in sports, which is super cool to see. But yeah, I think Dave can attest uh, to yeah. the, the passion that our office shares for the Blazers. It, it always amazes me yeah. guys, guys, how much, how much passion there is in Portland sports in general. I, I I'm a bit of a closet soccer mm-hmm. fan, so I see your timbers and, the crowds you get out there is crazy. Um, Dave, talk yep. to me. So it's a, all Blazers 24-7 for you or what? Yeah, you know, I, I'm a sports guy. I'm the guy John was making fun of that's hanging out at the sports bar, getting all stressed out. <laughs> uh, but the only team I get stressed out about is the Portland Trail Blazers. So, you know, growing up in Oregon, you know, obviously we, we do have the Timbers now, but most of my life, uh, you know, the Portland Trailblazers were our only pro sports team. So uh, very passionate about the Blazers, watch every single game, uh, and definitely get a little stressed out when uh, it comes playoff time. And uh, it was a tough run or tough end of the season this year. Uh, I do love all sports, though. You know, I don't have a favorite baseball team or a, or a favorite football team, but I enjoy watching them all. Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> nice cross-section there. Um, I, I like to take this interview to kind of lessons learned through fly fishing. If you guys had to kind of look at your single biggest takeaway, what fly fishing does for you? What does it bring to your world? John, what, what is, what does this pastime do for you? Yeah. I mean, I kind of uh, spoke about this uh, earlier. I think, uh, you know, one of the cool things about being here at Sims is I think it was back in 2019, we, we launched the, uh, uh, what I would kind of say, it's more than a tagline. It's more of a brand philosophy. And that is this notion of you get one life, fish it well. And that's been really kind of our North star for everything we do here at Sims. And I think, you know, for me personally, it really speaks to me in the sense that, um, you know, I tell my wife all the time, it's like, I need to go fishing. I need to be out on the water. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it makes me a better husband. It makes me a better father. Uh, it, it, it's just, it's what I do when I'm happy. It's what I do when I'm sad. It's what I do when I'm stressed. Um, so for me, it's kind of a cure-all for all of uh, 
you know, the, the, the things in life that get in the way of, uh, of enjoyment. And, you know, again, back to the fish it well message, you know, it seems we truly do believe that a life fished well is a life lived well. And I, I'll, I'll never forget, I was, uh, dating my wife and I was all stressed out. Um, and I was supposed to go tarpon fishing with a buddy of mine. And I was telling her, I was like, gosh, I'm too busy. I can't, I can't do this. I just can't, uh, I've got too much going on. And then at the, at the end, I said, you know what, I'm going to go anyway. And when I came back, she was like, you need to do that more because you were driving me crazy before you went and did that. And now you came back and, uh, you're, you're kind of, you're, you're calm. So I think that really sums it up. I mean, I think for people like, uh, all of us on this call, Fishing is something that we we need to do uh, in order to function uh, in the best capacity we can. I don't know that I've heard it put any better than that, John. I love the way you verbalize that. I had a guy on the show um, a few months back, and he he verbalized it this way. He said, it's not a need to or a want to. It's a have to. And uh, I can relate relate to what you're saying. My wife does the same. She's like, you, you, need, you need to go. <laughs> okay what about you dave i'm gonna uh jump order here because we'll save andy the last on this one um dave what does fly fishing bring to your world what does it do for you yeah you know i i do i totally agree with you i think i i love the way john laid that out right there um i i think for me personally it's kind of a kind of an escape from reality and uh and a stress reliever so you know it's like no matter what's going on in the world, you know, whether it's, uh, whether it's work stuff or, or life or politics or, or whatever's happening in, the, in my world, you know, when I, when I set foot on the river, nothing else matters. You know, I'm not, I'm not thinking about anything else. I, I completely zone out from reality. And all I'm thinking about is uh, the beautiful place I'm hanging out and, and trying to catch a couple of fish and just enjoying the scenery. Yeah, good stuff, good stuff. A- Andy, what about yourself? How would you verbalize, um, you know, what fly fishing brings to your world? Um, I think just adding to what Dave and, and John mentioned, I agree with all that. I think it's just uh, it's always a good les- lesson in patience. I never go out there with any expectations of if or how many or, or when I'd catch a fish. It's just one of those. You just go and, and do it and kind of zone and, and zen out and, kind of take it as it comes if, if uh you're you're uh fortunate enough to uh reel something in it's, it's it's kind of like golf when you hit that really good shot it's one shot out of 100 keeps you coming back like you can go out and you get skunked it's those days that you catch in that uh beautiful fish that you remember that keeps you coming back so i think it's just that uh kind of relaxing and, and lesson in patience when you go out there without any expectations and just enjoying nature and seeing what comes out. Yeah, good stuff, guys. Fill in the blank for me, uh, starting with you, John. When I'm not fly fishing, I'm usually doing what? Uh, when I'm not fly fishing, I am usually uh, stumbling around on the guitar. <laughs> nice. Uh, are we talking acoustic, electric? Uh, all forms. Nice. What kind of stuff do you like to play? Uh, was that where the Pink Floyd, are we talking David Gilmore <laughs> influence comes in? Uh, yeah, David Gilmore, he's, he's got to be top three for me. I mean, I'm, I'm 
really, really into uh, all genres of music. Uh, I think for me, I, I play a lot of uh, a lot of blues, blues based uh, kind of stuff. Um, that's that's kind of where I'm at presently, anyway. But really, all genres. What's your go-to amplifier right now? Uh, I have two right now. Uh, I have one that I, I found here in Bozeman on my way back from skiing. And it was, uh, an amp that I've wanted since I was about 14 years old. And I went in to buy some strings and I saw they had it. And it is a, uh, 1990 Mesa Boogie Mark IV. Nice. Um, so nice. that's kind of, uh, that's what I've been playing the, uh, playing mostly recently i just picked up a fender blues junior which is uh kind of a a a modern day amp uh, that offers kind of a more vintage type tone so um yeah both very cool amps for sure strat or telly um i have a couple of strats and i've got a gibson les paul those are kind of the uh the three my three main go-to's but I own uh, more guitars than I have business owning. I'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I can relate to that. Um, Andy, uh, what are you doing when you're not fly fishing? Uh, it's all seasonal. Um, I love the, the mountain bike spring through fall and then in the winter just uh, following the snow and, and skiing as much as possible. And uh, every day walking the dogs in between. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a key key part there, isn't it? Um, Dave, what about you? What are you doing when you're not on the water? Well, it's it's tough here living in Bend. We have so many amazing options. So uh, obviously, we all live live here in Bend because we have so many great outdoor activity options. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, a lot of walking the dog and hanging out with the dog and uh, taking them to the lake or the river. Or, get on the golf course or, or the bicycle or whatever. Uh, but yeah, t- tons of great outdoor options here in Bend. What kind of dog you got, Dave? He's about a year and a half old. And he's an English cream retriever. So nice. basically a white golden retriever. Yeah. What about you? He's, uh, he's still, what, what's he's Andy? still learning how to fish. <laughs> well, that's a water dog. Andy, what do you got for a dog? <laughs> uh, just a couple months couple uh rescues that are don't know how well they have it and uh super spoiled in the the ben lifestyle like the rest of us yeah the ben lifestyle i love it uh john have you got a dog (laughs) you take to the water uh i yeah i do on occasion she's uh, a big fat knucklehead of a dog who i love very much she's uh um she's an overweight uh airedale Oh yeah, yeah. They're smart. They're smart. I got a terrier, so I feel for you. Um, yeah, my, my wife and I have a Wheaton. He's a pretty cool dude, but he's he's a little neurotic. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Let's take it back to this project, this collab between Ten Barrel Brewing and Sims Fishing. We got John Fraser on the line now. John is the uh, manager, PR, content, digital marketing manager with sims out of bozeman montana we've got andy goggins on the line andy is the marketing director at 10 barrel and we've got dave richmond national sales manager from 10 barrel let's talk about the beer before we talk more about the conservation because you know what let's face it it's hot we've got july 4 coming up we've got all kinds of reasons to celebrate and uh 
kind of coming out of, I call it this COVID haze, things seem to be looking up. It's nice to see um, people starting to move around a little bit and um, enjoying their summer. Guys, what, um, maybe this would be a best question for Dave. When you guys crafted this beer, what was the thought process behind it? You know, I, I think we, you know, obviously looking at a summer seasonal, usually we're going for a little bit of a lighter style, uh, something a little bit more sessionable. Uh, I couldn't be happier with, with how the beer turned out. You know, obviously, uh, one of the coolest packages our, our graphics team and, and Andy and his his marketing team have put together, in my opinion. Uh, but the liquid is tasting absolutely awesome. Uh, it is definitely, you know, I, I'm somebody that drinks a lot of IPAs, and I, I'm kind of getting burned out on the IPAs. I'm starting to look for a little bit lighter of an option, and this Kolsch, uh, that we brewed for this package is uh, is tasting perfect right now. Yeah, good stuff. That that sounds so. Um, explain what a Kolsch exactly is. It's... Yeah, it's a it's a German style actually. It's an ale. It's an ale that's brewed uh, similar to a lager, so it's kind of the perfect in between. Like if you like a light drinking lager or pilsner. But don't like that um, distinct uh, Pilsner yeast. This is kind of that perfect in between. That Kolsch style ale really kind of blends the two styles perfectly together. So it's a super lightweight drinking ale that's brewed uh, similar to, similarly to a lager or Pilsner. Cool. I always like talking to people in the brewing business. I'm I'm a winemaker by trade, so uh, believe me, I get fermentation. But I always love because I know nothing about making beer. As as funny as that sounds, but uh, I sure enjoy it a lot. Um, John, talk to us about um, you know teaming up with Trout Unlimited on on this with the Home River affiliated nonprofits. We also have programs at all of our brew pubs. We have five brew pubs a few in Oregon, one in Boise, one out in Denver, and they all have programs locally where they give back to nonprofits in their communities. So between the, the brands that we launch and package in retail and what we're doing at our brew pubs locally within uh, our communities, we have programs in place where it really is uh, um, drinking it forward as part of our ethos as a way to give back to what we love outside, doing outside and, and uh, within our communities. So it's really that vibe of um, drinking for uh, a purpose and not necessarily always just uh, everybody loves beer and enjoys beer that drinks beer for different reasons. But when you have that uh, bigger purpose built in, it, it may taste a little bit better. So, uh, yeah, it's just part of who we are and what we do. And, and uh, we enjoy giving back uh where we can yeah good stuff i love it i'm gonna ask you guys to all put your artist hat on okay Uh, you're gonna paint me a picture of your dream day on the water so this is exactly the way you want it to go uh john you're heading out first light hit the water walk me through that you know what are you throwing what species you're chasing where are you fishing and and uh what's cold to drink at the end of the day yeah gosh uh that's 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 tough to say it's kind of like uh kind of like music you know you get into uh you know little little different sub genres you know sometimes it's all about you know trout fishing other times it's tarpon fishing i think 
for me right now, if you if you told me to do that, I think I would be somewhere around the middle bite of Andros uh, chasing big bonefish. Um, you know, I think like just the Bahamas in general, I just love the the culture and the vibe of, uh, of all of the islands. But for me, uh, Andros has always been uh, a very special place. And uh, I think for me, it would be, like I say, somewhere around the middle bite uh, with, with a good buddy um, and, uh, you know, chasing big bonefish. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, I think uh, I, I, I like most any and all beers. Uh, if I was unable to transport uh, real good with me, <laughs> uh, there's nothing like a, a Calique at the end of the day, at the end of a day of bone fishing. Um, so, yeah, I think right now for me, it would be Bahamas bonefish, specifically Andros. Uh, you paint a pretty picture. I, I love the fact you went to the salt. I was not expecting that. So you're all about that <laughs> island lifestyle. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Yeah, just, just here lately. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, I absolutely love uh, trout fishing, but just here lately, uh, I, I've seen a few videos of uh, fishing in the Bahamas, and it's been a long time since I've been there. And I was just thinking the other day, like, man, out of all of the great places you could go, I've really got a little bit of a, a an itch to, to get back down there. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm all about the No Shoes Nation, a little... Uh... A little ten barrel and uh, some palm trees sound pretty pretty damn good. Although you know what's funny, guys, it doesn't. I'm I'm north of the border. Okay, keep that in mind. And it's 118 here today. It's crazy. Whoa. Wow. Um, <laughs> uh, Andy, uh, paint me a picture, man. So um, walk us through your dream day on the water. What kind of what kind of fish are you chasing? And uh, paint us a little picture. Yeah, just kind of. Uh going back to my roots in, in the rivers outside of uh, Missoula and in Bozeman where I lived for about six years. Um, just those classic Montana uh, rivers and, and trout streams. Um, yeah, uh, Rock Creek, which I mentioned earlier, and, and some of the lakes up in, in Montana too that uh, grew up fishing. Just kind of that nostalgia that I have for Montana and, and the fishing up there is uh, really, were if, if I was to paint the pick, perfect day of, of fishing, it would uh, be back home. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Is there a campfire at the end of the day or something like that? Yeah, for sure, bonfire and uh, hopefully uh, some, some nice uh, pan-fried trout. <laughs> what about you, Dave? Um, talk to me. Paint us a picture of your dream day. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one for me to to answer. You know, I I love. I'm a trout guy. I, I love fishing so many different types of water. Um, I think I totally agree with Andy. Uh, the, the river he just mentioned, I refer to it as the creek. Um, one of my favorite things about uh, about that river is is that it's you know it's got every trout species in it. You know I, I love fishing for for browns or brookies or, or rainbows or cutthroats, uh, the occasional bull trout giving a tug. And uh, and I love the walkability uh, of fishing. You know, I'm somebody that likes to to get to the river, and uh, and walk up and down the river and and hike and fish. So uh, the creek offers a lot of that. And uh, typically, you know, I prefer to be there. You know, maybe August, 
still have to have the waders on. I'm wet wading. Uh, I've got a grasshopper pattern at the end of my line and uh, feeding it to uh, a lot of different species of trout. Yeah, that sounds all right. And you, tell me about those bull trout. Yeah, I, I've had a couple. Uh, my last trip there, actually, last summer, I had two different occasions uh, in the exact same stretch of the river uh, where I actually, uh, you know, hooked a, a smaller, a smaller brook trout on a dry fly and get it real close to uh, to the bank and get gobbled up by a bull trout. So go from, uh, I've got my five-weight rod with, with a small little trout on it, and next thing you know, uh, I'm in for quite a fight with uh, the bull trout that's decided to uh, turn my smaller trout into its mule. Wow, that's a, uh, so that's that's a hell of a story, real, man. That's always a real, <laughs> that's always a real thrill. Uh, both times last year that happened, uh, didn't get the bull trout to me at the uh, end of it. Just had a, a small trout come flying back to me after about five minutes. <laughs> Can you imagine how traumatized that poor little brook trout was? Man, <laughs> that's going to ruin your day. Um Good stuff, guys. Listen, I, I love what you guys are doing, I, especially when you get two great companies, uh, like-minded individuals, and it's going to a good cause. Th- thanks, guys, for doing this. I- is there anything you want to add before, uh, like, is there somewhere we can go to follow you guys online, follow this campaign, buy this beer, support TU? John, um, what's the best way we can do that? Oh, I was just going to say that Andy... Andy and the Tin Barrel crew have been uh, very generous sending uh, lots of different uh, beverages my way, which, by the way, guys, I greatly appreciate. Uh, I can honestly say I have sampled them all, and uh, Real Good uh, is definitely my my favorite. Um, It's really, really good, you guys, and your brew staff should be very proud. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks, John. And uh, one thing we forgot to mention is the uh the image the sweet uh awesome photo on the front of the can and uh who shot that <laughs> yeah uh yeah that was uh that was uh one of my shots with uh one of uh our uh pros uh dan rooster levens I, I i joke with him it's like man that's all you need is to be on a beer can um but there he is <laughs> <laughs> it yeah, was, uh, was, awesome. it was it was a hell of a day. I'm glad I finally got an answer to that. I've actually never heard that story. Yeah, we were uh, <laughs> coming to the final, uh, kind of mocking up the cans and looking for uh, the right shot and looking for a shot with the new flyweight Sims waders. And John just happened to be uh, going out and getting some shots, and so it worked out well. We're, we're yeah, John actually had some shots he sent through and our design team laid them up on the cans and that shot was definitely the, the crowd favorite and ended up going for it. So yeah, the, the shot on the front of the can is brought to you by yours truly here, uh, John, John Frazier from Sims. You made me laugh, you know, John. Thanks, Andy. You made me laugh, John, when you said the last thing he needs is a picture of himself on a beer can. <laughs> well, we love, we love Rooster. If you, and if you know Rooster, uh, you know exactly what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> well thanks guys for doing this i really appreciate it 
We've been chatting today with John Fraser, manager, PR content, digital marketing with Sims out of Bozeman, Montana, Andy Goggins from Ten Barrel, the marketing director, and Dave Richmond, national sales manager with Ten Barrel. Get out there, support these guys when you're looking for beer in your Sims waiters. Of course, um, the name of the beer is real good, and it's going to a real good place, Trout Unlimited's Home Rivers Initiative. The Fly Fishing 97 podcast is brought to you by theflycrate.com. Thank you for listening to the Fly Fishing 97 podcast. Your feedback matters. Let us know if there's a person or topic you'd like discussed. Email us at mark at flyfishing97.com. Until next time, tight lines and we'll see you on the water.